Hey, welcome to another stop on the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast. Every black film ever made. My name is Vincent Williams, and I am joined as always by. Hey, what's up? Holla, your boy. This is Len, aka the Bat Triple. And as we continue our Black History Month exploration of the Western, on this stop, we spend time with 1993's Posse. Posse. Mario Van Peebles, Billy Zane, Mm -hmm. Stephen Baldwin, Big Daddy Kane. Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Tiny Lister. Tiny Lister, Sally Richardson, Blair Underwood. There there are a surprising amount of faces yeah in this cast for just like one line yeah yeah but before we get to that before we hop on these horses i believe we have some mail we do have some mail and before we get to the mail i want to first apologize to those listening if there is any slight distortion sound wise um vince and i are recording from a new location that's right where it's uh, the bat base has moved. That's right. And actually, the bat base is actually under construction and has expanded. Oh, yes, it's expanded. It's larger like, digs. Oh, it's going to be quite larger when it is yes. all said and done. Dare I say it's it's like a bat compound. It's a bat wing. A bat wing, even. Yes, but until that is established, we are in just a room. <laughs> A bat room. <laughs> no, it's just a room. It's just a room. You haven't put up the decals. <laughs> There's no decals. It's decals. It's but, you know, Batman was really into branding before everybody. He you he was. He right? really was. Batarangs. You know, bat rope. Bat desserts. Yes, he did have bat it's like parfait. Alfred would, Alfred would bring the tea service and it'd be like little bats on it. It's like, wow, he's really committed to this. You think Batman is, uh, what do you think Batman's favorite ice cream flavor is oh you put me on the spot because i was trying to think of something with bat in it (laughs) and i couldn't like cake batter (laughs) which is a which is a uh ice cream flavor from ben and jerry's let me tell you the cake batter the secret to cold stone don't make the base vanilla make the base the cake batter ice cream so so if you go to Cold Stone and, and you get the stuff mixed in right. and, you know, some people try to because, because, you know, some people go hard and have the base like chocolate or mocha or something. And right. that's too much. Right. That's too much. You need a base to accentuate all the other ingredients. So get the cake batter ice right. cream. Now you think, well, I'll get vanilla. But see, that's where you go wrong. That's where you go wrong. You get the cake batter fav- flavor. Okay. And use that as the base. Mm. And then you fold all your things in. So if you're getting the cake batter as your base, are you even using vanilla at all? No, you're not. Ah, that's what I thought. No, you're not. Exactly. But it elevates the whole game. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, you've gave, given me a game plan for that time in the next 10 years well, when I go to Cold Stone. <laughs> Boy, it is, so, <laughs> it is so funny you said that. Because it was on my mind. Because I had Cold Stone like last weekend. And it was the first time I had it in like seven years. Exactly, right? It's like, I can't be eating this. You can't. <laughs> what do I look like eating Cold Stone? You can't, dog. But that's you're, you're right. So now like, that rolled ice cream, you ever get like the... I don't think I've had a good one. Oh. I've had it a couple of times here in Philly. And I think 
it, I, I, I don't think I've did had you a go, good one. Did, did you go to Chinatown? I was. In, I went to Chinatown once, and then I was in Old City once. Mm. And I know the Old City one was suspect because it was no, like there were no Asian people yeah. making it at all. Yeah. But I went to Chinatown, like I went to a Thai place. And I you thought. didn't like it? I didn't like it. I thought it was all right. Oh man, I went. I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was banging, man. Okay, well you got to tell me then. I gotta find it. I can't, I forgot. I, I I went there the one time and I don't even. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna put it on blast. My wife, yeah, don't really mess with Chinatown. Really, she. They're not behind plastic. I, I mean, I, you. I, can I, <laughs> That's a behind the curtain joke, a, ladies and gentlemen. She just, she just is it, just too close up in there. Oh, like all the yeah, it's just real close. Yeah, for that's her. true. I, I feel you. So on that. she doesn't really do Chinatown. I love Chinatown. Me too. But you know, it's like speaking of um, speaking of um, ice cream. Damn, why? For, why I just forget the white boy's name that did the movie that I'm doing next week. Oh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Speaking of Quentin, it's like the Julius the Julius thing where he say he's not a vegetarian, but his girl's a vegetarian, which kind of makes him a vegetarian. Like my wife don't mess with Chinatown, which means that for the most part. You don't um, mess with like China. I don't mess with Chinatown. Like I want to mess with Chinatown. Like it's a wonderful dim sum place there. Like it's my favorite dim sum place in the mm-hmm. city. And I don't get there every eight years, but it's not much more often because my wife don't, don't do Chinatown. Don't really do Chinatown. Well, you know, that's because it's Chinatown. That's because it's 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 always Chinatown. Hey, we heard from Dorian Missick. Hey, what's up, Dorian? So he says. I'm walking my dog, Charlie. Remember Charlie? I do remember Charlie. Shout out to Charlie. Listening to the Buck and the Preacher episode. And just as you start talking about Hannah Lee Culpepper. Yes. Directing Star Trek Picard. I look up and she's walking out of the house next door to us. She's our next door neighbor. A very meta Michelle moment. Look at that. Well, please tell her that we said what's up. Yes. And we're happy for her. We're very happy for all of her success. We look forward to all of her directing of Star Trek Picard and even more Star Trek Discovery. Absolutely. And All Rise is still quite entertaining. So shout out to Mrs. Missick. Yes. And Dorian, I have to say, For Life is on my DVR. Like it's actually sitting on my DVR. But I'm. Looking forward to it very much. I've uh, spoken to, like, I, I actually know a few people that have uh, done some work on For Life, mm-hmm. you know, because it's been it's filming right up there in New York. Right, right, right. Um, so a lot of people that have been on the set of the show were have been speaking very highly of it. Um, and it is since debuted. And the word on the street is that it's. It's okay. It's the real deal. It looks, I mean, the lead that I like that now I can't remember that brother's name. <laughs> Here you go. Man. Here's the funny you thing. You always bring up no, stuff. No, no, no. The funny thing is last time we spoke, like we actually talked to Dorian and he was telling us about it. He said that, that I would like it because he's the brother from my favorite. It's so funny. We were just talking about stars. Right. He right, was right, on, right. Conti- not Continuum. Um Damn, see, you put me in the wrong. I'm just losing everything. Anyway, he was on my joint. Uh, on, Nicholas Pinnock. Right. He was on my joint. The d- 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 sci-fi joint with the parallel earths oh. that I told you to watch. 
not is that um uh, not continuum. Not continuum. It was continuum um, was the, the Canadian joint that it was, was better uh, than the joint with J.K. Simmons. Yes. Um, what is it? counterpart? Not counterpart. Count- is it counterpart? Not counterpart. Counterbalance. Counter. <laughs> now I gotta look up. I know. I'll look I know. Him up. I know. I'm all over the place. You we're, are all over the place. Thank you. Stone. Thank we're you. Dim it was counterpart. Well, yeah. It was right. He was the brother on counterpart. Okay. So I like him. Nicholas Pinnock. Yes. He yes. On, uh, on counterpart. Well, now he's the star of For Life. Yes. Yes. And I'm looking forward to For Life. And then, like I said, All Rise is still enjoying All Rise. And then. <laughs> yeah. And I believe All Rise, I believe it has since uh, at the, this recording been picked up for a second season. I don't know how it wouldn't be. Like, it's I actually. Think so. a hit. I know it got picked up for the full season for a full run. And I think it's been picked up for the second season. And then the funny thing is it comes through my house a couple of ways because as we all know, my wife, much like Simone is a proud Howard university alum Mm -hmm. and Simone apparently shouts out Howard a lot. Oh, I'm sure. So what pops up on, on my wife's Facebook groups and this, that, and other. So I'm sure that's one thing. And I'm sure other actors do it, but I think maybe it's because we know a little bit of the backstory of Dorian and, and Simone. They're not shy with a shout out. No, no, no. So, so thank you, Dorian. And as always, we need to hook up. Most definitely. All right. Um, we've gotten a lot of emails, Vince, that we need to start catching up on. Okay. So, I'm going to go through them. This is going to this is going to take a little bit of time. We heard from Kim Shaw Briscoe. Hey, Kim. Subject: What stacks? Yes. Was conceived, produced, and directed by black men. Yes. Uh, things that we, I believe we we did speak about. Uh, she says, I just discovered your podcast on Wattstack. The insight and cultural offense, authenticity of the film was the result of three black men who first conceived and produced the film. Stack's film was founded by key black executives of Stack Records. Larry Shaw was the head of the company. Al Bell, CEO of Stax Record. And Larry Shaw, who also was vice president of marketing for the for an innovative record company, along with another black man, Forrest Hamilton. Oh. They are the ones who came up with the project. And um, this is, she sends us a very, very detailed email, which uh speaks of the full development of that film um, and how they were insistent. And I think we spoke about this, about having um, men of color um, as much behind the scenes as they yeah. could be, you know, behind the cameras and even working in security, how they were able to secure Richard Pryor for the, um, for the movie to be kind of like the, the, um, the chorus for the film. So it's a very involved email. Uh, it's a little bit too long to go into right now, but thank you very much. Yes, for that email. Thank you. Thank you. It is a uh, really, really, really cool. Uh, let's see. We've got another email here. Vince, hold on. <clears throat> Julie Davis. emailed hey, Julie. us. Hi guys. I just found your podcast and Welcome. love it. Thank you. From the title to the concept to your love and appreciation of black women, love, please review Fast Color 
starring Lorraine Toussaint and Google and Batha Raw. That is actually on my short list for Octo- Octavia April. Octavia, yes, when we do uh, Afrofuturism Afro- or sci-fi yeah. films. Yeah, that is on my very short list. So stay tuned. There you go. There you go. Christina Darden. Hey, Christina. Hey there. I'm absolutely loving your show. Thank you. I'm perusing the episodes and have really enjoyed your What's Love Got to Do With It? Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Set It Off and Eve's Bayou episodes. Well, thank you. Random note. Would you be able to put the time mark of when the movie reviews start in the show's descriptions? <laughs> Keep up the great work. You, you don't want to hear us talk about dim sum? <laughs> no, she doesn't. She would prefer to fast forward to when the review because I feel weird eating it by myself. Like dim sum is very communal. It is. Very you know they communal. bring the trays around. Yeah. So yes. it's weird sitting there by yourself. Well, just call me. I'll go with you. You'll go. You'll have some dim sum with I'll me. I'll eat some dim sum dim with sum, you. Because my wife is she. Yeah, she real sometimey with Chinatown. She Chinatown sometimey. Mm. That should be her Wu Tang name. <laughs> Raekwon the chef, ghost face killer, master killer. Chinatown sometimey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she real Chinatown sometimey. <laughs> so cute. T Plain wrote us. Hey, T Plain. So glad I found this podcast. Exploring my Stitcher podcast catalog, and this came up. I am an avid film fan and aspiring filmmaker. Years ago, I was in Walgreens, of all places, and came across a DVD collection of black cinema from 1920 to 1940. Nice. I have about 20 films that delighted me that delighted me imagining and comparing modern day Hollywood actors with their vintage performers. I love Carmen Newsom, Louis Jordan, Lena Horne, Matt right. Moreland, Edna May Harris, Paul Robeson. Looking forward to catching up on the episodes, especially my favorite film of all time, The Learning Tree. Oh. That actually was a I actually um was a very good episode. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did that one. Uh, okay. Rodney Crothers. Hey, Rodney. Wrote us. Subject line, the show and Buck and the Preacher. Yes. Gentlemen, thank you. You're welcome. I just found your show and the fact that you were featuring Buck and the Preacher put you right in my heart. Nice. I loved this movie since I was a child in Mississippi in the 1970s and you got it. I didn't consciously appreciate the power of seeing a Western with heroes who look like my father, uncles, and other men in my community until I was much older, but my folks certainly did when they took us to see it. But my main memory as a child was that this movie was fun. The preacher is hilarious. As an adult, I can't disagree that Buck has the thankless role, but his iron will and those hand cannons, brothers, please. (laughs) That was my man. And thank you so much for, thank you so much more for giving due credit to the power of the scene with the tribal chief. No guns. He needs those for his own fight. Ruby D, what can I say that you did not? It's not a perfect movie, but the big emotional beats 
hit. The social commentary is so straightforward, raw, but never dips into melodrama. It effectively defines the world they inhabit. This film needs to be appreciated more. I'm ready to start listening to you all to all of your previous shows, but on a more personal note, I'm a black man from Mississippi and I put sugar and butter on oh, my grits. Oh, that is. Did it sitting at the table of my mama and both grandmoms and plenty of my cousins did too. Oh. Right there with my biscuits and homemade plum jelly and eggs that my granny made us get out of the hen house oh. before breakfast. What's up? Well, I would certainly never say anything about your mother or your grandmother or your relatives, but but you on the other hand, you however, <laughs> that's 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 just terrible what y'all are doing to some grit stuff. But okay, but here's the thing, and not for nothing, y'all are from Mississippi. You should know better. But here's the thing, Vince. Just like I said, unless as you admit it. If your grits should find their way onto a plate where there is some syrup, no, I didn't admit this. What do you mean I admitted it? This is your madness. Well, okay, because my yeah, I don't. I, I signed off on this. <laughs> I didn't sign off on this at all. <laughs> I will. Okay, I will admit that I don't know. When I was a kid, my mom very rarely made Sunday breakfast. Okay, um, she would do it maybe once a month, and when she would did it. Do it. She would ask what you want. And as a kid, I love pancakes and I love grits. And everybody liked pancakes. <laughs> Not everybody liked grits. Right, right. So right, she'd right. make a pot of grits and right. she'd make pancakes. So I'd have some pancakes and I'd have grits. And sometimes the syrup would get onto my get underneath my grits because you know she was putting it on the same plate. This wasn't IHOP, and I and I would eat the the grits with a little bit of syrup and I enjoyed the sweetness of it. That is, so there that it, is terrible. So there did come a that time is terrible in my childhood where I would sometimes make me some grits and I would purposefully that, that pour is, a little bit of that syrup. Is, that is terrible. It was Mrs. Butterworth. That so I figured I was terrible. getting two for the price of one. Because butter. Because it's Mrs. Butterworth. Butterworth syrup. And, and grits are slavey. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Not slavey. Is that what you're going with? <laughs> Miss Butterworth is slavey. Grits are slavey. I'm just having a slavey breakfast. I don't, I don't really appreciate that little side diss of grits. I'm not dissing the no. I'm saying because there's butter. You Philadelphia in, city slicker. There's, there's butter in Miss Butterworth's syrup. So I had the butter and the syrup all together. And it was delicious. This is, yeah, this That's is not terrible. This, this is terrible. This is not terrible, Vince. When are you going to admit we are still that, talking about that you perhaps maybe are the outlier here? Oh, I'm not the outlier at all. I believe you are. Oh, I'm not. I believe you are more the outlier than you believe. Yes. 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 Well, yes, welcome please. to the mission, regardless of <laughs> your your culinary sins. <laughs> They're not sins. They're not sins. You know what? Speaking of sins. <laughs> so last week we reviewed Gang of Roses. Yes, we did. And we posted it to the Facebook group. Yes, we did. Right? Now, I'm going to do y'all all a favor. I'm I'm not going to put these missionaries on full blast. Okay. But we have some suspect missionaries. Oh, no. 
Because there was more than a few missionaries who said, oh, my God, I love this movie. I can't. But I'm so glad y'all reviewed it. Okay, I'm not going to say I love it, but I told you. I've, I've watched King of Roses several times. I, I, okay. That's what I don't understand. <laughs> Sugar on grits, you get. Sugar on grits, I get. Gang of Roses more than Watching once. Watching Gang of Roses more than once, I don't understand. Unless it's just to introduce somebody to say, can you believe this? And and that's the reason why. And even then, I would turn it on and leave the room. And leave them with it. Because I could not sit through this movie again. Tastes are relative. Except for Sugar on Grits, which is a travesty. It is not a travesty. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to put a timestamp on this episode so that people will know exactly when the grits and and sugar conversation starts. Okay. So that they can find it. <laughs> fast forward through. Fast forward through everything fast else. And <laughs> get to that. All right. Um, that's all of our emails. <laughs> We've done enough. We are going in with the grits. <laughs> that, again, the production prowess of Lynn Webb. <laughs> we were in with the grits conversation. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna end with the grits conversation. And now, um, in 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 uh, commemoration of Miss uh, Miss Darden, Christina Darden. Who asked for a timestamp <laughs> when the movie re- reviews start? We will now and forevermore mark this as the time when Christina turns on the show. Turns on the show. In her defense, when I listen to old episodes, I do the same thing. You fast forward. I fast forward right to the to the review because a lot of times what we talk about is is current. Right. So you know, it's like you listen to an old episode. It's like, boy, I wonder if this Black Panther movie is going to do anything. Okay, yeah, I guess sometimes. sometimes, Okay, there's sometimes a little vamping can be a little dated. Right, right, right. But not often. Right. Um, But before we turn to our review, we do have to acknowledge the passing of one Janet Dubois. Yeah. Very suddenly today. Yeah, she was only 74. Only 74. Janet Dubois, um, who just turned up. Uh, just what she was one of the highlights of Five on the Black Hand Side. Five on the Black yeah, Hand Side. Yeah, we just finished talking about her, and more popularly known as Valona from Good Times. Valona on Good Times. That's right. Oh wow, man, that's the that's that's that that hurts. Yeah. So our condolences to the Dubois family. Yes, most and, certainly. And she'll be missed. She will definitely be missed. Um, but again, that's that's one of those things that makes you disappreciate true classic television that there are legions of people who know her just yeah. from the reruns. Yeah. Yeah. Generations. Yeah. Generations. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah. All right. Now is the time when Christina now, now we'll time chiming in. We can call it the Christina stamp. There's, this would be the Christina stamp and, and Christina, just to let you know, the stamp will go now because I can't give an accurate stamp because, some, you know, sometimes they plug in commercials and, and then when the ads come in, that will make the timing fall off. They do. They so, do. so I will mark this time. This time. When I say okay. that we're going to our movie review, this will be Christina time. Christina time. Okay. You know, I, I got to make a soundbite for that. 
Okay. All right. There you go. So let's let's, let's get, get into, into our review. Let's get into posse. <laughs> that sounds so bad. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. Western starring and directed by Marion Van Peebles is a story of five Buffalo soldiers who find a gold catch and return to America after they have run from their corrupt commanding officer. They defend a black town from the Ku Klux Klan. They try to avoid capture and Jesse Lee Mario Van Peebles' character comes to terms with his own demons and his own past. Posse 1993, again directed by Mario Van Peebles, written by Cy Richardson and Dario Scardapan. Besides Peebles, stars Stephen Baldwin, Charles Lane, Tiny Lister, Big Daddy Kane, Mm -hmm. Billy Zane, Blair Underwood, Melvin Van Peebles, Sally Richardson, Tone Loke, and a host of other black working actors yeah this was the choice of lynn webb lynn Mm -hmm. what would you like to say about 1993's posse well i would like to say that i enjoyed this film okay 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 that's what you'd like to say i would like to say that this is a fun romp of an american western Mm -hmm. um that is supplanting the cowboys of yesteryear with black faces and they're pretty much doing the same thing Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
or I would like to say that this is a revisionist Western that's maybe okay. continuing in the vein of the Sergio Leone Westerns of the late 60s. Okay. Uh, with his spaghetti Westerns. Um, or I would like to say this is an a Western that takes on the vibe of, say, you know, the years in which it, in which it was made, 1993. So maybe it's got a little bit of like a, a hip hop bent, uh, bent to it or something like that, especially putting Big Daddy Kane. Absolutely. Antone Loke. Antone, Antone Loke. Yeah. In, into this film. I'd like to say a whole lot of things about Posse. Okay. A lot of good, positive things about Posse. And here it comes. And it's very few that I can share with you. Okay. The first thing I noticed when I watched this, when I turned on this film, was they, it, it, it's, it's set in the time of the Civil War. Not civil. Is it? Yeah, no, it's, it's the Cuban American War. It's the Cuban American yeah, War. So it's eighteen ninety. Right. That's right. Cuban American War. That's right. 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 It's Cuban American War, and the the footage, to me anyway, is showing like trying to depict the horrors of war, the 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 the, the chaos of sure. war right off the bat. Right. Right. Which. There's an I have an immediate appreciation for because usually films that are set in this setting back in this um in war in and wars that are shown and fighting that is shown at this time is not shown from a realistic point of view. So I appreciated that the the chaos of war was shown full blown. It also it almost made me think not of not of um, the the, the Cuban American War it made me almost have a Vietnam flair to it. Sure, sure, you and it certainly I mean? shot that way. Right, and I think yeah. that's the way that it's, it's right, shot. That it's modern perfect. film, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I see what you're going for it here, right? Um, and I'm and I'm in, but then it quickly cuts to a scene that seemed right out of Mash. Where Billy Zane is getting a painting of himself drawn, <laughs> not twenty feet seemingly from the fighting. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where these, where he and Mario Van Peoples and a whole host of people are having this long diatribe about, you know, some type of mission that Mario Van Peoples needs to go on, and he's lose he's going to lose the the leadership of his of his core of men to Stephen Baldwin who's a prisoner for some reason chained off playing cards <laughs> all this is happening in the midst right. of Vietnam and, literally yeah. across the street right in the first five minutes it's first the first five minutes of this film right. and Everybody is all like, you know, they're they're suited up in their in their in their uh, military regalia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Billy Billy Zane is looking resplendent, you know, the hat all quaffed to the side, his hair slicked down. 
and Mario Van Peoples <laughs> in a theme that will run throughout <laughs> the film <laughs> is sweaty. His sh- his chest it's just, is just it's in, in, just, emblazoned. It's just, it's just 3D on the screen. I can't wait for him to catch a cold. Uh, right? Like, how come he don't have no old timey shirt like other people? No. And and and, and at some point they don't during give the, him a shirt. They don't give him a and sometimes during the during the filming, you know, sometimes he has sleeves. <laughs> and then sometimes his sleeves just mysteriously disappear so he, that his his sweaty guns can be out. He's actually dressed like a stripper. Right. He's actually dressed like a stripper. Exactly. Right? And I'm like, this is real. This is <laughs> This is very disturbing <laughs> and and distracting. Very very distracting. Right, right. Because and then he's got his Zorro hat on, <laughs> which they have to later show in silhouette as he walks into rooms. This mysterious <sighs> figure with his long black dress. Dre- <sighs> I'm like, what the hell? Mary Van Peoples is really feeling himself. He is feeling himself in the movie. And not only is he distracted, he's distracting himself because Mario Van Peoples, who we have lauded as a director two years prior to this film on New Jack City, making some interesting choices as a director with, you know, where he's staging the camera and how he's staging the scene. For the record. You lauded him more than me. I did laud more than was, you. I thought he was all right. So you okay. thought he was all right. Yeah, I thought he was trying to do some interesting right. things. Right, you lauded. I did. You did laud. I I lauded. It was lauding. It was I I I lauded him. I said profusely. he was all right. <laughs> I honestly I I don't know what happened <laughs> because he obviously is distracted from directing the film because yeah. he just has to keep his chest out and. Part of me was like, okay, he's really feeling himself. Good looking guy. R- 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 yes, good looking guy. So, you know. So, if he's feeling a little, you know. This mas- is not Derville Martin. No, he's not. He's feeling a little masturbatory about his image in this film. Okay, I'm going to ride with it. You know, maybe that, maybe that's, you know, Mario being Mario. But the film continues on. And lo and behold, we see the origin of Mario Van Peoples' uh, self-image. Mm-hmm. When he rides and comes along his father, who was also in the film. Not playing his father. Not playing his father. No, right. his father is not playing his not playing his father. But his father is cast in this movie, and I, I want to get his... He's, he's Papa Joe. Papa Joe. So despite the name Papa Joe, he is not Mario Van Peoples. He's Jesse Sally Lee. Richardson's character. He's Sally father. Richardson's father. Which is a little strange. but Yes, because he is obviously old enough to be Sally Richardson's grandfather. And also, he's Mel- Mario Van Peoples is going to have sex with this character. Yeah. it it's It's strange. Yeah. But what is more strange is that when Mario Van Peoples rides rides up to Papa Joe to have a conversation with Papa Joe, Papa Joe, played by Melvin Van Peoples, yes, Melvin, Mar- Mario Van Peoples' actual father, is also glistening. He don't have no shirt. What if his chest? They won't sell him an old timey shirt either. No. Yeah, no old timey no. shirt. So apparently, it's 
it's a family thing. No shirts for the peoples. No shirts. That was the working for title the peoples. for the film. Yes. No shirts for the people. Posse colon. No shirts for the people. No shirt for the people. Where'd you put that vat of baby oil that I ordered? <laughs> so I found that to be very distracting Went about to like this Costco film. and got it. I found all of that to be distracting and but not distracting enough that I couldn't notice that this film feels like it was a story that was being written as they went along. Interesting. That I felt that this story which tells of this this these this this core of black soldiers who have a white soldier lead them. Why? Because Billy Zane said so, because he's their the chief guy, he he sets them up to steal the Spanish gold, and now Billy Zane is has to kill them because they know the real story, and they become outlaws uh, as they ride the the open plains, Marion and Peoples in pursuit of people who killed the his preacher father yes in this movie right 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 everyone else his crew just there because we do better when we're together right right events lead them to they end up together this movie sounds like it is just it's written as we go along um the sto- the the characters are only very very broadly drawn sure um they come together very happenstance. Stephen Baldwin, I don't know what movie he's in. He's in a totally different movie. Um, it's insane when you have a movie that stars Mario Van Peebles, Stephen Baldwin, Billy Zane, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, Blair Underwood, Isaac Hayes, Robert Hooks, Pam Greer, Nipsey Russell, Sally Richardson, Woody Strode, Aaron Neville, and maybe the best actor is Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> Wasn't Big Daddy Kane a bit of a revelation? Big Daddy Kane, <laughs> again, again, it's the music performer in, in, in a movie who knows exactly what movie he's in, and I'm just going to have a ball. What? Didn't Big Daddy Kane act more? He should have acted more. He, he had the felt- look. He had, he had the charisma. Wasn't Big Daddy Kane, a bit of a revelation. Yes, and mind you, Big Daddy Kane, Big Daddy Kane is not playing big in this movie at all. No, he's, he's very like like he's Big Daddy Kane, kind of laid back in his character, but he's getting he gets across jokes, he gets across the dramatic scenes. Big Daddy Kane's got a look. Big Daddy Kane is doing work in this movie. Look, are you. Come on, just come with it. Let's just talk. I agree with everything that you said, and I'll circle back to agreeing with you. But I will say that in my mind, the biggest crime of this film being distracted by Mario Van Peebles, and I've said this before. This is the second or third time I've said what I'm about to say. The worst thing that happened to Mario Van Peebles is that somebody told him he was good looking. Yeah. And he tried to situate himself Mm -hmm. as a leading man. Yep. Yep. And he just does not have the charisma or the presence to pull off leading man. The look. Yeah, sure. He's a good looking guy. I think we've all agreed upon that. But unfortunately, movies need more than that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
actually think there are pieces in here that I was kind of interested in. And one of them, one of the pieces was Big Daddy Kane. Like there are two or three scenes with Big Daddy Kane and Stephen Baldwin. They both play gamblers. Okay, yeah. yeah. Where I said I could watch a, a movie with those two. With these two. Yes. Just their whole meeting together at the poker table. The poker table is one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Much like you, I wouldn't say I thought it was written on the run. What I did think was that it was way overplotted. Oh, way overplotted. Like yeah, this movie. You, you may have, have noticed done. I hesitated a little bit when I read the um Synopsis. Some synopsis right. from IMDb because that's only one of the plots. Yes, it's, it's a lot of plots. There's a whole plot with the Spanish gold. Mm-hmm. There's the mysterious background with Mario Van Peebles. Yeah, and and the and the people that murdered his father. Mm-hmm. There's a town and a plot to run a railroad. That's right through, through the town. Yes. That Blair Underwood is involved in, Mm -hmm. which sidebar talking about pieces of this that I liked, I thought Blair Underwood's character had a spark. He did have a spark. He did. I'll I'll give you that. And and, and you know a film is overplotted when there are three big bads Mm -hmm. that meet up. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Billy Zane actually says, well, we all want the same thing. And I'm like, the big bads aren't supposed to have a team up. I know. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. I think the other thing that happens with this film is that it was so vested in making itself important. It's it's interesting watching this film right after or, or right in the same period as Buck and, Buck the, Preacher. and the Preacher. Yeah. And as we talked about, Buck and the Preacher situates itself as this counter programming, mm-hmm. you have the text in the very beginning yes. talking about black homesteaders, and then they go for it. Yes, this opens up, and it's this old black man. It's not just any old black man. He's played by Woody Strode, right? You know the classic black actor from westerns. Mm-hmm. You get this whole overly didactic speech about black cowboys and. Black people at the end, and then at the very end, it, it it's another text that talks about the homesteaders and the grandfather, and it's so filled with pomposity mm-hmm. that that coupled with Mario Van Peebles trying to situate himself as the leading man mm-hmm. weighs down what could have been a fun movie. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I joked about me not lauding him that much as a director in New Jack City. I actually thought the direction was all right in this. Nah, the direction in this is so is so bad. There are so many scenes, especially speaking about that poker scene. That poker scene is good because of the chemistry because uh, between Stephen Baldwin and Big Daddy Kane. But if you watch that scene, it's very badly directed. Anyone will tell you, if you got a table with like nine people sitting around it, you mm-hmm. pull that camera back a little bit so that you can appreciate what's happening. His his camera on a lot of these a lot of this movie is so tight. Right. You can't really follow the, the, action. the action or necessarily who's speaking to who. Sometimes you have to, you see the camera literally moving from one person to the other person talking. You know what I mean? There's scenes where I talked about how 
you know, he falls in love with his image. So now he wants to do like the whole walking in. He he literally walks into a scene and you see his shadow get big on the wall yeah. and he's going to talk. So, you know, OK, that's supposed to be the big like he's walked in on the scene. But it's so badly staged that the shadow you see it start to get big on on the wall like you you know he wants it to be but then it drifts off to the side yeah so it loses the whole imagery that he wants and that happens more than once in this film oh that's fair his his direction in this film is really really sloppy i think i agree like just the i mean the direction like Mm -hmm. what you're talking about just actually showing the action yeah but just globally it looked like a western. Really? See, like it looked like a western to me. I still didn't feel. I still didn't feel that. And maybe, maybe it's because you know it looks like they spent a little bit of money on it. But you know, you know, one thing I noticed in westerns, and even looking back on older westerns where you would think this would be more egregious, uh-huh. the one thing I I look for is at least one or two freaking scenes where people reload their guns. Mario Van Peoples does not reload his gun in this entire movie except the one time when he gets the Spanish gold um, uh, melted down into bullets and you show him putting the bullets into the gun. Oh, did we mention he has gold bullets to have for the people that killed his father? Did we mention that part of the plot? No, we didn't mention that part. We didn't mention that part of the plot. We didn't mention that plot. Did we mention that Sally Richardson is in a bit of a love triangle between Blair Underwood and Marion. Do we mention that part so of the plot? So poorly states, I didn't even know it was a love triangle until Blair Underwood said it at about 20 minutes before the movie ended. Because you didn't see it in the black and white flashbacks. I missed, I missed where, that Where part. she was standing next to him. Because there, there are also flashbacks. That's true. That's Of course. But the, the flashbacks are very abstract because the... The film is sort of um, grainy, grainy, and sepia tone. Sepia tone. So you also have flashbacks. Yes, because we, we with we, the abstract image into the backstory. I'm telling you, the he, origin of Jesse he Lee through everything. But you know what the real problem is? Do the right thing. Do the right thing. This is two years after Do the Right Thing, and everybody was trying to make an important movie. Oh. Everybody was trying to make a capital I important movie. Mm. Yeah. So at the end where the little boy's grown up and he hands the book off to the Hudlin brothers. <laughs> it's like we're passing black knowledge to the next generation. I said, boy, do the right thing did a number. And it's a couple of movies like this. There are, yeah. That they're, they're, we're gonna make it, I'm gonna make an important movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point, especially... This was a very important movie. You know this movie... With sexy Mario Van Peebles. Doesn't know what it's doing, because you spoke about, like, the at the end of the film, where it's got, the like, the text on the screen. Yeah. Usually, you've got one big blurb of text. Right. And then you've got, like, just one little line, like, you know, summarizing. Right, right, right. But this has... One big blurb of text yes. that stays on for like about a good minute. Right. Fades out. And there's a bigger blurb. And then there's another <laughs> blurb of text. <laughs> At the very end, I expected them to say, for more information, <laughs> go to your local library. It's like LeVar Burton comes in at the end. Wasn't that great? Wasn't this a great episode of Reading Rainbow? 
here's a listing of libraries right. for you to find for you to look find. for your neighborhood. Right. More information <laughs> on black cowboys and the grandfather clause. <laughs> Which doesn't come up in the movie to the last 15 minutes. They just, they, he, look, I'm getting all the information in here. I'm getting it all in is my important movie. Oh my God. Another thing I, I do. And I'm going to say this what? about you, you want to point out them not loading. I don't care about that kind of stuff. Like that stuff doesn't bother me. I do. You know what else, it doesn't, you know what else doesn't bother me and actually made me laugh? What? Tone Loke did not even attempt to not sound like a black dude from LA in the 90s. Oh, no. Oh, no. El Dua. He didn't care. Tone we got to get this cheddar dog. It's like. Dude, <laughs> he didn't care. He was like, yeah, "You hired me." This is check cleared. I actually liked the crew. Like uh, when when Jesse Lee was not there, I liked the crew. Oh, okay. When he's not there, because yeah, he does leave for right, a little when bit. When he leaves, and like Tiny Lister and the little dude who's playing a Spike Lee character, <laughs> like he's even? playing Spike Lee. I like them. I like Tone Low. I think that's uh, Charles Lane. As Charles, Weezy. right? Charles Lane as Spike Lee type. <laughs> yes, I liked him with Tiny Lester. Uh, you know, we talked. We we just said it. Stephen Baldwin and Big Daddy Kane. You know what else I liked? I was actually looking, and everybody was real scruffy, scruffy, mm-hmm. scruffy, scruffy, scruffy. And then they looked at Big Daddy Kane, and Big Daddy Kane was immaculate. Oh yeah. And then I said. Boy, Kane is on his cane right now. But then they had a moment where they showed him with some, like, little scissors. Oh, yeah. Actually keeping up his That's what he do. And I said, that's all I need. Yep. Like, that's That's all. Just that little detail. I need you all to acknowledge that Big Daddy Kane is immaculate. Yes. And everybody else is scruffy. Yes. Yes, that was nice. And that's all I needed. That was nice. One thing I didn't like about this movie, and maybe it's just a sense of what the movie is. Is that we spoke of uh, Sally Richardson? Yeah, the only other woman of note in this film is Pam Greer as Phoebe, and, and she, you basically blink and you miss her. Right, you keep saying she's of of note, like she she walked by. I, yeah, because I don't even think she has she, a line. She doesn't have a line at all. I mean, she has it, no if line. she had a line, it it it, yeah. it was on a cutting room floor. Yeah, but uh, Sally Richardson's character, there's nothing to her. I, 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 the shame of it is, I honestly think she is primarily here because she's pretty and they need somebody for a very graphic sex scene. It's fairly graphic and casting wise she actually looks like a black Indian. Yeah, well, that's Like she true. actually does look like she's that's true. a black Indian. And what's even more egregious in 2020 now that we've had 30 years almost of Sally Richardson. Sally Richardson is not a bad actress. No, she's not. Like, like she's even a better uh, director. Oh, she's a oh, she's a much better. Well, apparently they should have let her direct it. <laughs> what? And given her some more lines. Mm-hmm. So it's really it was really just a waste. But you know, I think I'm pretty sure this is her first film. Is it? I'm pretty sure this is the first. So this um, beats uh, what? Uh, low down. Yeah, probably beats. Yeah, I think this shame. is the yeah. Okay. But you're right. There, there, there are no women at all. There's no women to speak of in this movie. We spoke about all the faces that show up um, in this film. Uh, you're right. This this predates uh, by one year. Low down, dirty shame. Yeah. Um, we sp- spoke of all the faces. Nipsey Russell. Nipsey Russell. 
famous 70s comedian. An American treasure. Let's, let's not push it. I love Nipsey Russell. Uh, and they didn't let him rhyme. Well, no. No. I mean, if you don't put Nipsey Russell in there, let him rhyme. Because Big Daddy Kane said, if anybody rhymes, if anybody going to rap, it's going to be me. Because Tone, well, Tone Lowe can't rhyme. Because, no, no. You know, um, Young MC ain't there to write his, write his song. Um, Nipsey Russell shows up. Uh, uh, our boy, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson. Reginald Vell Johnson. He shows up. I didn't know he was our boy, but I'll go along with that. Well, I like, I like, you like Reginald. I, I like Reginald. <laughs> Who doesn't like Reginald? What's not I to like about Reginald Bell Johnson? I like him. I don't know if I'd say he's my boy, but all right. And Isaac Hayes. My boy Isaac Hayes. Though. That's my man. That's that's right. And and, and <laughs> tell me when he says his line and he's talking to kids, you're not seeing South Park. I know. I like the town. Actually, like Freedom Town, Freedom Town, like the, the, the blacks are just like I wanted town. Mario Van Peebles in the posse to leave, mm-hmm. and then I just wanted to see the town. Yeah, I liked it. I liked. I liked. There are bits and pieces in here that are struggling to get past this main movie. To get past the the the. Uh, the glow sheen that is on Melvin, Mario and Melvin Van People. And it's overly plotted. Overly plotted. It's just too stuffed. And ultimately, I don't feel like it comes together in an enjoyable way. It, it, yeah. I, I, rem- I, I, I have vague memories of seeing this in the movies when it came out. Absolutely. And kind of thinking... Uh, it's okay. It's all right. It's just I. Right. It's all right. But watching it now, like like I, I couldn't find myself like even just watching this for enjoyment's sake. I think I might still land on it's all right. Yeah. Like I think there are enough pieces in here that mm-hmm. if it's on, like I didn't feel like I wasted my time. Yeah, but you were about to say if it's on, you might still continue watching it, and no, you wouldn't. You know what I would do? I would flip back and forth. This is a flip back and forther. No, it's not. I think it is. No, I it's like. Not. I like. No, a, you wouldn't. I like some of the pieces. No, you wouldn't. No, I would. Because it's one of the things that you do like. Be honest. I'm the, is there anything that if you're sitting home watching television, right? And if you're flicking back and forth, that means there is something else that you're at least halfway to. Right. I'm usually, I'm usually flipping between like three or four things. Okay. Yeah. Are you, is there any one scene in this film that you like, Oh, I want to flip back. So, cause at so least I I'll catch, see that. I want to catch this scene. Yeah. Is there, there's not besides the card scene. I actually like that moment where Billy Zane shows up and they have him dressed like a pirate. Okay. So he shows up dressed like a pirate. And that's pretty. That's one second. That's pretty hilarious. That's it. You know what? All jokes aside, they're real oily. I like the scene between Mario and Melvin Van Peebles where they're shooting the the targets. I thought that was a cute scene. That, That scene, I actually enjoyed that scene. Okay. Are you turning back for that scene? I mean, I'm flipping, I'm flipping, <laughs> flipping this. You know, it's 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 like some documentary on Norwegian prisons and 
it's an episode of Sanford and Son, and you are not flipping from Sanford and Son to go watch. It depends on what episode Posse. it was. Oh, okay. it depends on what point. I mean. Whether or not it's a Grady episode, or like they go to Hawaii, like like when they when you oh that's to right, I might flip from that one. I wouldn't even turn that one on. You but know, like Big Money Grip with the swivel hip was on the other night, and I put the controller down. Oh, I hear you. On that. Like I'm gonna sit through the commercials and watch this. You know, it never works when they do those side trips because San Francisco didn't work, and I didn't like when the Jet. Remember when the Jeffersons went to? I think they went to Hawaii too. Everybody went to Hawaii, and it didn't work there either. Everybody was always trying to hit the high mark of the Brady's. Which was when they went to Hawaii. Which is the only one in the history of shows going to Hawaii that worked. Don't, you don't even you have know to you're, maybe, you're right. I'm, I'm absolutely right. Because right. at the end of the first episode where Greg wiped out. That's right. And, 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 and the Pops ran out. Like when I was a kid, you I was like. tell me like, no. I was like. Is Greg Brady about to die? What do y'all mean it's going off? Because Peter had the haunted <laughs> joiny joint. Yes, that's right. And yes. remember the tarantula almost bit Bobby? That's right. It was do 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 That was the music. Because Greg wiped out. And his father ran out into the water with his sideburns. And then it said to be continued. I was like, what? 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 So would you recommend Posse? Hell to the no. Hell to the no. No, I would not recommend Posse at all. I don't think I would either. <laughs> really? I don't think I would either. <laughs> you just said you would flip back I mean, as a flip backer. I flip back to a lot. Like I said, I'm always going between two. <laughs> but you ain't going to put your name to right, it. Right, four and five things. <laughs> it's like man firing food is on. The dude is grilling, making big fires and it's, you know he's like grilling a lamb or something so wait I'm a minute flipping. Vince do you know what this means what's this mean that means this means that you if asked for a recommendation would recommend Gang of Roses before you recommend Posse I would wow I actually would I actually because I think Gang of Roses is a glorious car wreck and not for nothing, as much as I like the characters in this, I think Stacy Dash, except for Big Daddy Kane, is better than every character in this movie. Well, that's, yeah, that's, you know what? As much as I dislike Gang of Roses, I might agree with you on recommending it. One for Stacy Dash. And two, for, you know, historical records of how cute little Kim was. Right, right. Cute little Kim. And three, because Bobby Brown is just having such a great time in that Bobby movie. Brown is more fun than anything any, than any of the bad guys in Posse. He is. I yes. will give you, I will, you know what? I can't believe I'm saying it. I would recommend Gang of Roses. Because I think over- Blair Underwood's character is interesting, but he's undercooked because it's so much going on. And because, to your point, he can't pull it off. He doesn't have the charisma to pull it off. 
Oh no, I think Blair Underwood. Oh, Blair Underwood. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said Blair. I'm Blair right, right, right. Right. I'm, I'm, no, you're I'm, absolutely I'm, I'm right. comparing the villains. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yes, his 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 character is undercooked. Right, like Blair and, Underwood's character is actually looking for a better movie. Yes, yes, and and not only is he undercooked, but he comes in so late into the well, film. Well, that's that's what I mean. That's that, exactly what I mean. So yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, imagine if the film started. With them going into Freedom Town. Imagine and Blair Underwood was the villain. Full stop. Or imagine if they if the film started with them going to Freedom Town and Blair Underwood is Jesse Lee. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know how controversial that is saying that Blair Underwood is a better actor than Mario Van Peebles. Well, I we've also talked about how it one of the great it's not a great shame, but one of the, you know, um, truths of this time is how many um, black actors failed to get the limelight that they I know. deserve. I know. You know, and Blair Underwood is definitely one of them. It's 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 funny. Speaking speaking of Dorian, I'm, I'm actually going to see him in a couple of weeks. We're going to see, you know, he's in Soldier Story. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Oh, so you want to check that out? I, mean, I am. I am. A couple of weeks, go see him and David Allen Greer. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm really, and I've seen Blair Underwood on stage a couple of times. I saw him in the, um, they had an all black cast for um, what? for um, Streetcar Named Desire. Okay, that's right. That's and right. He was amazing. Yeah. And I saw him in something else. Like he's really good on he's stage. A, he's a very talented act, uh, actor, and I think he, as he is, as he is age, he's grown into like that little bit of that character yeah, actor, yeah, yeah. Type of vibe. And, and when I say age, like just chronologically, that's how old he is. Because oh, no. the man looks like he's still thirty. Yes, like he looks exactly like he looked in Posse. He does. That came out in nineteen ninety three. Exactly. He, he he does. It does an amazing looking. Guy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Blair Underwood would have murdered it. He would have crushed it. So, so yeah. So I guess we're not recommending it. No, we're not recommending positive. Not recommending. Go watch Gang of Roses. Go watch Gang of Roses. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get into what we're reviewing next week, um, I invite you. Hey, there's only one more week. Only one more. One week. more week. Two. Episode 200. 200. Where we review Shaft. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that dead air <laughs> in between you trying to think about what, what the hell are we reviewing. You know why? Because I was thinking of she's got to have it. Why? Because that's actually what we're going to do for, for episode one ninety nine, right, right, right. But we're recording. Oh, we're recording, right? Episode two hundred right, right. live, which is right. See, you're you're, you're messing me up, right? Uh, we're recording episode episode two hundred. Right. I was like, we're only on one ninety three, three. I was like, oh my God, all right. Well, we're recording episode right. two hundred. You should have said that. But we're recording. Okay. Episode- it's not like we're playing it in two weeks. We're recording episode 200. Right, you didn't say that. No, you ain't going to put, like, this isn't, this isn't uh, when, we, when we do the, the podcast magic where we pretend that, oh, and next week, like, everybody knows 
it's only episode one night. Like everybody knows we like two weeks from now isn't two hundred. We're recording it. Yes. Okay. Well, you didn't say that. We're recording episode two hundred, and then now now ask me what say we're recording episode two hundred, which will be. Go ahead now. Ask me again. Go ahead. Go ahead now. Like when you say recording, I'm good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me. 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 Go ahead. <laughs> Next week. We're recording episode 200 where we're reviewing Shaft. <laughs> we're doing. <laughs> See? That one me is dead. Everybody heard it. And we're recording it. Timestamp this part for Cynthia, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. Christina. 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 Christina Darden. Uh, we're doing it live next. <laughs> Next Thursday, February 27th at World Cafe Live. Tickets are on sale. I think there are a few seats remaining, ladies and gentlemen. Go to worldcafelive.com or michellemission.com. Get your links. Uh, get your tickets. Be there. Special drinks. We're going to have a, a 70s dance party afterward with Scream Richards. Scheme Richards is going to be a whole lot of <laughs> going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, check it out. All right. Um, if you want to hit us up, email us at mission at gmail.com. Like and uh, subscribe to the show. Any place that you find podcasts. Shout out to Stitcher Radio for featuring us all during yeah. February. Thank you, for Stitcher. For Black History Month. Thank you so much. And Honored. And we um, uh, welcome all of the missionaries that have found our show um through that uh through that shout out we really appreciate each and every one of you we hope you're enjoying our catalog of shows we're coming up on 200 and we've got a whole lot more because we're doing every black film ever made and you know there's been surprisingly quite a number quite a number quite a number more than 200 and they're still making them and they're still doing they're turning it. them out i know it's insane they just won't stop um it's like black is the new black mm. um they like us on all the social medias instagram facebook uh twitter at me show mission join the facebook group me show mission where we have a lot of fun with all of our fans um and if you really want to help us uh, give us a five-star rating and review especially on apple Podcasts, because that helps even more people find our show and if you want to help us some more go to michellemission.com hit swag because we got swag we got swag we got shirts and and and, and designs that you can get in and pillows and 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 mugs and and stickers and magnets and all this type of stuff sweatshirts all this type of good stuff check it out for your wearing pleasure ladies and gentlemen all right next week we have reached the finale of our celebration for black history month of black westerns yes we are and it is vince's turn it at is at uh the firing range and we will be reviewing one of my favorite black westerns quentin tarantino's django unchained mm. Starring Jamie Foxx. Starring Jamie Foxx, Carrie Washington. Oh, that's right. Yes. <clears throat> I forgot Carrie Washington is in there. And a Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio in one of his, one of the the best 
roles he's ever mm-hmm. done. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. So we going to, to this the, movie. The, the contra- I, I dare I say the controversial. Very. Django Unchained. Very controversial. Django Unchained. Next week on the Michelle Mission, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this show is also available. I should uh, mention, I apologize. As a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network. The Podglomerate curated podcast for your listening pleasure. Go to the podglomerate.com and we're available as a radio show every month, Saturday at 1 p.m. on WPPM. Philly Cam, People Power Media here in the city of Brotherly Love, 106.5 FM. And you can wake up every Monday morning with the Michelle Mission on 91.7 FM, the voice of Drexel University, where Eisner Award winning author Sheena Howard yes heard our episode of acrimony oh and said I was laughing out loud at you and Vince you two do a great job thank you Sheena so thank you very much Sheena and welcome aboard the mission all right until next week ladies and gentlemen he's Vince I'm Len and in parting we say we'll see you when it's time to meet again It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.